Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. It's your boys, Troy and the man like Big Tasty, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And we're here with another wrestling wrestling news, wrestling rumours, weekly roundup of shits and giggles. We're just recovering from Christmas. Our bellies are full of turkey, stuffing and whatever else you can fill your guts with. How are you, mate? Uh, not bad, yeah. I actually didn't have turkey. I, we had goose because we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're all posh like that. You're, so. you're a classy household. Well, you can just get them running around the, around the street, mate. So you just... Okay. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if in Liverpool. I don't know what runs around the streets there. <laughs> you can find a goose if you try. But on you find a goose. I, yeah. If I looked hard enough, I could probably find one. Like, there's a farmer's field about a mile away. Like, you're if f- I really fancied it, I could probably, like, just you find more geese than you find turkeys, but I don't know. <laughs> nice. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, considering. Uh, I'm in yeah. play jail. But apart from that, it's a uh, play uh, jail. It's nothing to it. I mean, that's why I'm here doing the podcast. Jay and Aaron are enjoying their lives. Whereas, <laughs> you know, you haven't got any mates and I'm stuck in because of COVID. Exactly. Fuck so. it. <laughs> Just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're here to bring you the, uh, the weekly news round of wrestling news uh, at time of recording. It's the 27th of December. Um, so yeah, a few bits and pieces have come out. Uh, before we jump into the various segments of the news, uh, we'll do a quick whiz through of this past uh, week's shows. Uh, what you got for us, mate? Uh, should we do some WWE Raw? That was, that was all the way back in the pre-Christmas days. Remember that when? Remember when we just didn't just eat cheese all the time? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so like she, a combination, life, a combination of like it being like the in-between part of Christmas and New Year and like me also having COVID has meant that like the last three days I haven't known where the fuck I am but like <laughs> it's, I've been waking up at like four in the afternoon just like eat, going to the fridge eating some cheese making a toasty go back, to, back bed. to bed yeah it's just it's, just been, it's been madness uh, right, what a so life we'll, we'll, we'll go we'll bash through um, we'll bash through Raw real quick this is all courtesy of pwtorch.com I've grabbed the Raw recap to sort of ease us through. Um, so basically, we start off with Bobby Lashley out looking real smart with MVP. Big E interrupts. Um, basically, just have a big... It, it's almost like a, a face turn for Lashley, almost. Like, oh, really? Well, sort of. But from he, how he, it he, reads? Yeah, he ends, up, he ends up dominating Seth. Oh, okay. So... Because Seth's yeah. part of that multi-man match at day one, isn't he? It's, it's Seth, well, KO... Uh, Biggie and oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know who's going to be in that now, but we'll, we'll oh. talk about that in a bit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's weird because the, the kind of like because obviously it's WWE, they haven't built up any like big faces in about nine years. No, so they're now scrabbling furiously because like all of their main top guys, apart from Biggie, are heels. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, and they need some sort of balance at the top mm-hmm. of the card. Yeah, Lashley for me should always be a heel. Yeah, like you, you, based you on his huge, last year's like huge bloke who comes out and annihilates people. Like yeah, like I mean before even the last year or so, like his body of work, like he should always just be 
a big fucking commanding dominating heel. So if they're kind of scrambling to make faces at this point, because of obviously what we'll discuss in a little bit, like surely there's other people that you could just eject into that, that are already natural faces that are probably deserving of some sort of like induction into a world title picture, a match at least. But yeah, to kind of thrust Lashley into that position where like, oh, we're going to slightly shoehorn you into being a face. It's and again, it's, 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 it's like lazy writing as well. It's like yeah. he's yeah. only a face because the heels beat him up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like that there's, doesn't make you a face. Yeah, there's no natural turn there. There's no building to a turn. It's like, like if Hitler slaps Stalin, Stalin's not a good guy. No. De- <laughs> great, great analogy. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an odd one. That's an odd one. Uh, yeah, so there we are. We had um, Bianca Belair out for her match against who is the woman still currently known as Dudra. Soon to change. Soon to change. Well, it's been, as we, as we reported last week, it's been yeah, copyrighted. Yeah. Um, Bianca won 12 in a match, which, you know, for WWE, that's longer than like the entire women's Queen's Crown tournament in yeah. one match on row. Yeah. So I, they can yeah. do it when they try. When they try, it's just few and far between. Yeah. Maybe Vince had gone home for the holidays and someone was like, all right, let's just sneak in the 12 minute women's match. We'll do it now while he's not here. <laughs> It's cool. I mean, it, it's a good one for Bella. She gets to show that she's PR strong by like yeah, KOD yeah. and Dewdrop, which is pretty nice. Yeah, like you should you should always be booking Bianca Bella strong. But in fairness, you should always be booking Dewdrop strong. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, like when they eventually give her her name back, they'll start to book her properly because she's she's fucking that awesome. Like, and- that was just like the biggest, like, like we're going to look back at like that and be like, did we all just like collectively like lose yeah. online for six months and just yeah, forget yeah. that Piper Niven was a person. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, what, like they brought her back. They, they ruined her to bring back Eva Marie, then fired Eva Marie. Yeah. Like, so what was the point it's of anything? Fucking baffling. <laughs> Absolutely baffling. Like, I mean, now there's, there's clearly a, a gap in the women's roster in WWE for a, a big hoss. Like well, in the women's the, roster. They've the, the sacked all the other ones, mate. So, yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean. And you've, You've got someone there already. Like, just just treat her properly. Let that happen. And she's legitimately like a really good wrestler. She's fucking excellent. She's got years of experience. Yeah. She's got only in the UK, but she's got like legitimate, um, rep- legitimate reputation in the UK. Fucking absolutely. Like, you only have to go on the network and watch a lot of the ICW stuff that they put up on there. Wasn't she in like the first May Young Classic as well? So she's been yeah. she's been in WWE for a long time. Yeah. People know yeah, who she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's mad. And then a, a little early Christmas treat. We had Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. Oh, hello. Yeah. Went nine minutes. Uh, Finn Balor picked up the win with the coup de gras. Of course he did. The coup de yeah. grace. Um, but Balor, uh, sorry, Theory looked like he could hang, you know, with Balor. Yeah, man. Theory's decent. Like, I don't, I, I don't quite get what they're doing with him. Like, I've seen there's been these various kind of he's backstage been, bits of him and Vince. He's been nicking eggs, mate. He's been <laughs> known egg thief, Austin Theory. <laughs> Like like or like a small rodent, <laughs> buried Just in the sand, squirrel, squirreling them away for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, good, good match. Um, yeah, good to see. I mean, Theory's a guy if they're careful, which read they won't be. They mm. could really have something with them there. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's good. It feels like they they put him up to main roster like last year during the pandemic when yeah they, 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 they sort of didn't they, hot, didn't they hot shot him around mania because they needed bodies and they, they needed just, bodies and they then they briefly, sent him back they briefly put him as part of like Seth Rollins little thing with him and Murphy and then they sent yeah. him back to NXT and then he, he was part of the way with Gargano and, and Larray and then eventually Indy Hartwell 
Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he, he's he was good. great in the way as well, like really good, like comedy. Like it was when, he awesome. was getting, like, a, when he was getting abducted by Dexter Loomis and stuff, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was it was like really good fun. Yeah. Um, Miss TV with AJ Styles and Omos. Of course, can't can't have a raw without a Miss TV. No, I'm trying to skim this. <laughs> is this when is this when AJ and Omos break up? Uh, yes. It? Yeah, I, I, know so. I know it has happened. Yeah, remember when AJ Styles was like literally the best wrestler in the world? Yeah, I mean, that, he still is. You, like, would, you wouldn't think it through booking, but I mean, he still is. Now he's like comedy, like face plant uncle. He's basically Ric Flair. <laughs> Sorry, right. he's on NXT having a few with Grayson Walla Walla Holla Holla now. Oh, lovely. Yeah, Grace, and I know who all about Grayson Walla because we had like nine segments with him in one episode the other week. Your first introduction to NXT oh, 2.0, and it was pretty it was, much the Grayson Waller show. It, it was a rough landing. <laughs> Baptism by fire, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're if you if you're massive into Grayson Waller, then it was the perfect episode. But <laughs> I if know, you like, a lot a lot of people are. <laughs> if you liked any variety, then it was quite bad. <laughs> what else did um, we have? Yeah, so I mean, almost specifically saying he's if you, if you can get him bigged up about being the next Andre the Giant, but he said he's not, he's the first Omos, which meant they're playing. Yep. Yeah, given that. Uh, then that was during like a match with the Mysterios, wasn't it? Where mm-hmm. Omos just did the he did the classic heel thing where he just like yanked the tag out and just walked off. Yeah. Binned him off. I don't know why, because he could like literally tag him halfway across the ring. Could do. It'd take about nine minutes to take his arm <laughs> over the top rope. We're, we're um, gonna get AJ versus Omos at, at day one, I imagine. Um, yeah. What I well. what I really wanted this is another AJ Styles title run, like have him in the in in the WWE title picture, or even the Universal title picture. I want another well, World yeah, Championship cause, cause run you, from you, Styles. You can, you can then use that to elevate Omos, can't you? If that's yeah. your plan, yeah. Like, how do you get Omos like legitimate? Because they're not going to let him beat any of the any of the. The household names, any of the, no, any of the exactly. golden boys. He's not yeah. going over Roman or Seth or you know, anything like that. No. Uh, so yeah, have it, have age. Give give AJ a transitional title reign for like two months and have almost destroy him for it. Yeah, not a bad job. There you go. You've made him, haven't you? And there you, you go. brought him in. Uh, next up, Chad Gable versus Randy Orton. Anybody care? I mean, no. it just play is part of the whole like. Oh, they're going to face each other eventually for the title, the tag titles, and they'll probably win it. But we'll just put them in as many amalgamations. Of matches, we'll literally feed the you actions. the singles matches to the yeah. point where you're so sick of it, you don't give a shit when the title match comes when around. the actual match comes around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Orton wins three minutes. Okay, oh, yeah. What, what a way to treat Chad Gable, I mean, no, he's, he's only little, so <laughs> I mean, he's not called Shorty G anymore, so I mean, there's some something out of that, yeah. Uh, next up, then we had some nonsense with. Um, like Lashley, Priest, Kira Tazawa. Remember him? He's he's around. Is he still there? Uh, he's looking for our truth. Yeah. Ah, twenty four seven business, which now includes uh, Reggie, obviously Dana Brooke. She's been sucked into that vortex of nonsense, <laughs> and um, and Tamina. So yeah, that's good. The black hole of fuckery. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. Is it, do they let like the new guy? Like if you're new, if it's your first week, you have to write the 24/7 title. Second, it's not like you said it. Much. Pretty much like a write a passage. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the main roster. Chase our truth round for a week. Your job is to find something silly for our truth to do that he hasn't done before, <laughs> but also fits in with our corporate sponsorships, <laughs> which really, really narrows it down. Like, wait, you got to write an angle where like our truth pins someone on a plane to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I'd have done that. Tick that off. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up then, another little treat. Uh, Damien Priest beat Dolph Ziggler for United States Championship. Okay, oh. United States Championship contenders, Max. Sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, this nonsense. They did this. and it's why, like, is, why is Damien Priest losing to Dolph Ziggler in 2021, the year of our Lord? As, as United States Champion. Yeah. I don't like this, this whole... You've got you've got a championship contenders match, so you'll face the champion in order to become number one contender. Like, hang on, I thought the way that number one contenders matches were in that you beat the rest of the competition, and your final effort is to beat the champion. Not here's a match against the champion. If you beat him, you can have another match, but this time it's for the belt. Yeah, AEW do this as well, but a little bit more sparingly. Yeah, um, and there's and there's only been one person who's ever won it, and that was Rio recently, and that was because of fuckery. But oh, okay. I, it makes yeah, it makes no sense to me. Like, just do like a, a little tournament or something if you have to, and have them win that. Like, yeah, I don't want to see like someone. I don't want to see Ziggler versus Damian Priest once, let alone twice. Mm, mm. I especially don't want Ziggler kicking out of the Broken Arrow. Definitely and not. And I especially don't want Ziggler winning via counter. I don't want. I, I, don't, I don't want any of these things to happen. But, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> There's a lot of things in 2021 we didn't want to happen, but did. And uh, wow, yeah, <laughs> just, just just throw this on the pile, I suppose. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's carrying on. Um, Austin Theory, Finn Balor, I have a little backstage bit. Theory attacks him, so that's going the distance. Vince McMahon's back. Austin Theory, come, yeah, Austin Theory's in. Big VKM. Uh, I don't. I, I honestly don't know if if he's playing a character anymore. Yeah, no, I don't either. It's just him. <laughs> It is just at this stage, it's just him. I don't think he knows how to play a character anymore. No, he, he basically says that uh, theory quote beat the chocolate pudding out of Finn Balor. Fuck me! <laughs> if you're not careful, you'll have um, you'll have Charlotte and Becky wrestling that if we if we if we don't move him out the door. Oh god. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just it's just it's crazy. I mean, it's fascinating in a way. It's like watching like real life one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's it's fucking bizarre. It's really I don't, bizarre. I don't, it's like it's like it's like the Cody Rhodes thing in AW. Like you don't know if it's real or if he's just you don't know if he's the smartest man in the room or if he's totally insane. <laughs> it's a fine line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so remember when we had Miss TV before? The only thing better than one talk show segment on a show. What about two talk show segments on shows? Oh, Christ, so next up, one? It's cutting edge. Oh, with edge. With edge. Right. With not the edge. From the U2. No, no, not from the U2. No, no, no. no. The one they need the pizza after. Um, <laughs> no. Um, it, again, but this also has Miz on. So what's the fucking what's point? What's the fucking point? Just have him on Miz TV. Oh, man. Oh, These this little is talk just... show segments bits are fucking naff. It's like, proper naff. It, it, did they only just walk back into the into the backstage area and was like, oh, Miz, is anyone else here? No, come on, then you'll do. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> Um, yeah, Miz tries to do a basically Miz just jumps edge at the end of it after a bit of a bit of back and forth. So what I don't even know. Uh, yeah, Miz and Edge, that's a thing now. Uh Miz and Edge is at day one. So are they gonna get Beth Phoenix and Maurice? Apparently the, at some point it's, as well? it's potentially gonna lead to like a mixed tag match as well. But I I don't know. It just uh uh, there's, there's, he, a, mem- there's a mem- better use of both of those men and women's oh, God, time yeah. than this. Yeah, they're, they're not doing like both of them. Not, and I think can elevate the other one any further than they already are. Yeah, yeah. Like put them in some new talent and then like have them do exciting things. Mm-hmm. What, what do I know? Um, next up, <laughs> remember Zelina Vega, Queen of the Ring. Yeah, she got squashed by Ripley in two minutes. Fuck me. 
So she's now getting that. She's she's, she's getting, getting the Corbin treatment. Well, her husband was on AW TV the other week, wasn't he? So you know, Vince probably saw it and was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, yeah, get fuck that squish, squish, squash." Yep. Yeah. Uh, the whole point of this was that it's a thing that Rhea Ripley can't win without Nikki Cross being around. Apparently so. I don't know why she's suddenly dependent on Nikki Cross. Because Nikki Ash. To, we, we, she's we have, Nikki Ash. Sorry, yeah, we have to like run all the women down to the point where none of them are in any way, shape, or form viable contenders mm-hmm. for a title. Yeah, okay. The, the women's division in WWE as a whole is just a shit show, which is which is awful to say when you look at how talented the well, majority of them are. But yeah, it's you've, just... you've, you've, you've still got the four women from the women's revolution on the company books yeah. like they're all still working there yeah like they are four of the most talented women in the business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can't and you have the only thing you can think to do is have them fight each other like you yeah. can't spread them out and you again spread them out let them elevate other talents mm-hmm. but no we have to we have to just mash Charlotte and Becky just go back to the same fucking whilst everything else nonsense. gets who gives a fuck booking into mm-hmm. like the fucking ground yeah yeah Sorry, you shouldn't let me do a WWE recaps because. Oh, mate, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm 100 <laughs> with you on it. Honestly, it's a growing, well, not even a growing frustration. It's already great. It's a f- just, uh yeah, shit show. It's disappointing, really disappointing to see. As you say, when you've got those kind of four pillars of the women's revolution, those four kind of like the ones that kind of set the benchmark, but not just them. The amount of other women that have come up from NXT in recent years, Rhea Ripley's, Bianca Belair's. Nikki Ash, fucking Dewdrop, like Zelina Vega, all of those other women, fucking um, Shayna Baszler. Like Shayna Baszler at the moment should be absolute fucking queen of that entire division and yeah. just breaking people's arms left, right, and center. Have both of the belts. If they were going to do anyone with two belts, forget this Becky two belts business. It should have been Shayna two belts. Have her with both of the belts and just dominate the division and then build everyone up because. When she was NXT champion, like how many people did she build up and elevate to her level by holding that championship for ages? Like Dakota Kai went up there, Io Shirai went up there, Kyrie Sane went up there, Nikki Cross went up to that. Like, yeah, but instead we've just got this revolving circle. Like, Bian- the same Bianca, three, four, like her big push was originally against. Uh, you had like Ember Moon, you had Bianca yeah. Belair. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's absurd. All right, so next up then, if you talk about the women's division, have I got a treat for you? How do you fancy um, Liv Morgan doing a first-person invasion of Becky Lynch's training regimen? Oh, this was awful. <laughs> so first of all, Becky's got about nine cameras in a supposedly empty performance center where this she's training. Bullshit. I hated this whole thing, like... Oh, we've got some backstage footage. Backstage footage that had a full production crew. <laughs> that had, had, had nine shot, had, cameras. Had, had like, and he shot in first person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but no, it came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, but you'd managed to put a camera on her before she got... Fuck off. <laughs> it's more, it's got a multi-camera setup. <laughs> absolute <laughs> fucking nonsense. <laughs> anyway, uh, Liv goes into the ring to ambush Becky, except it's not Becky, and then Becky's behind Liv, and then Becky hits Liv with a kendo stick, but then Liv hits Becky back with a kendo stick, and then Becky runs away for some reason. Because, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Liv Morgan needs a belt. Not needs, but deserves one. Yeah, she, like, should, yeah, she should have one, yeah. For, for uh, the longest time, people have been behind th- that. There's a lot of this shit, like, Becky Liv stuff. She's not mm. going to win, so it doesn't matter. Nah. And that's disappointing. You look at how she's been booked, and you watch her match, and you can, well, she's not going to win. 
Yeah. You've not given me any reason to believe that she's going to win. Not just recently, not just in this feud, but generally how you've booked her over the last two, three years. Yeah. Was, wasn't Becky meant to be a heel? Like, who's the face? I don't even... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just absurd. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we end up with the main event. We have Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley and Big E. So Bobby Lashley's now legitimately tag- tagging with... Tagging with the, the face, face champion. The champion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just fair enough. He's getting... I mean, I don't, I don't know who... Does he need that rope? You know, he spent most of the last year in WWE champion. Probably no. doesn't need to be there. <laughs> no. But... Lashley's been a standout in WWE for the last year. A lot like what Drew was during kind of like the pandemic for the last year. Like after that, Lashley was doing the Laws work, like complete kind of turn around a character for me, like really kind of like solidified himself, like and basically was books the way he should have been when they first brought him back a few years yeah. ago. None of this like, oh, here's my fucking three different sisters in the ring nonsense. Oh, I'm having it off with fucking Miro, Rusev's fucking wife nonsense. Like, just book him as a killer. Book him as yeah. a big burly bastard. It's easy. It writes itself. Uh, so is this building to a four-way match? Mm. Uh, so this is obviously... Four-way match at day one. It's WWE's favourite thing ever, which is for the commentator to shout, can they coexist like nine million times uh, during a match? It's crap. It's crap. <laughs> there, there was one point where WWE became self-aware a few weeks ago and even mentioned, oh, it can't be answered this whole can we coexist thing. Oh, you recognise that you just say that all the time, do you? Brilliant. And they just do it again anyway. And, they, and then they do it again <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Like, Here you go. Here it is again. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the face picked the win. Um, KO goes for a stunner. Um, KO uh, Lashley blocks it, spears him. KO eats the pin, obviously, because he's just signed that big contract now, so they don't need to sweet talk him anymore. Yeah, it's fine. They he's, he's, had his, he's, he's had his moment above the water that they can kick him back out. <laughs> He's got his breath of air. Now it's just straight back to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, though. Like, Philoki, I don't want Biggie to lose it, but I also feel like they've kind of booked his championship reign poorly, much and they did the same way as Kofi. And they've had this whole kind of rival leading into it, and it was basically KO and Rollins. And then they've shoehorned this into, like, the world title picture. They, they're going like, to find a way to make... Big E losing the title be about Rollins and KO. Yeah. Yeah. Because of course they will, because that's that's that sounds impossible, but they'll find a way to do it somehow. Mm, mm. And Big E will be a footnote in his own title loss. Yeah. Despicable. I'm calling it now. Rollins is gonna win it. AJ's gonna win the rumble. We're gonna get AJ against fucking Rollins at Mania. At least that'll be a, an interesting match. It will be an interesting match, but ugh, I don't know. I'm just, I just feel I feel pretty like disappointed with how Biggie's been booked. It's like remember remember like the genuine excitement when he won it when yeah. he cashed in yeah. and like and again Kofi Mania the same like I yeah. I, I got I was working on the brewery early and I, I didn't watch many alive because it was on like too late mm. I put it on at seven in the morning and I watched it while I was brewing because I was that yeah. excited to see Kofi win the title yeah and within again the same with Biggie within six months they've just punched all of that excitement out of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've just they've literally just worn you down with with shit booking and yeah. you just have no faith. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was it's like you fear for your favorite wrestler because you know they're gonna get treated badly. It's yeah. it's yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 terrible. Shouldn't be like that. <laughs> no. Uh, right so that's that's raw if you if you um, if you fancy watching it maybe don't I don't know um, probably just go by what we said and and don't worry about it for another week. I can promise you that everything we read out Actually, did happen. We didn't make any of that. Up. 
Uh, we're going to do some music first, or we're going to pop on the, on the SmackDown? We'll go straight to SmackDown. No more bangs of music. Just, just get it all over. It's like medicine. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, SmackDown, it's got to be better, right? Yeah. I mean, it's an hour less, so that helps. Yeah, less, maybe less talking. So they open up with a video package of the Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman. Obviously, this is actually one of the more Compelling. intriguing angles they've got going on at the moment in WWE, yeah. um, which is... Uh, is this going to be a, it's just a setup? Is this a double turn? Is he going to turn on Brock? You know, what's going on? I, oh, it's interesting. And again, like it's, I've said it for a few weeks. Like a lot of people are complaining that it's the whole, oh, it's Brock and Reigns again. But there's so many dynamics in this. There's so many kind of like explosive elements. And I think they've they've done this really well. Like Brock as a face has been really entertaining and really interesting. And it's almost like it's almost the focus is on Heyman. Like he's he's yeah. he's had this like weasel-esque career and he's always mm. like he's always come out on top and he's always like had the answer. And but now it's, he's like this he's is literally the first stuck time where he's, he's on the ropes. He's literally stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like no matter yeah. who he picks, some big hard bastard's gonna want to punch him in the face. Exactly. There's, <laughs> there's no there's no good outcome of this for him. <laughs> no. Uh yeah, so we then have some Heyman stuff to start with. Heyman um, banter, Heyman chill. Yeah, you mean he threatens to go down to NXT and pick a top star and start. The oh yeah, again. yeah. He had the interview with uh Caleb Braxton. Like this was a really good interview, to be fair. It was a really good little promo. And it, it, that whole thing where he decides not to shave for a week, so he makes himself look a bit more disheveled. Yeah. And it's this whole thing like, you know, I'm stuck by Roman and I believed in him and, and this, that and the other. And it's just like, what are people expecting me to do now? Go down to NXT and pick the next kind of big talent. He's like, no. It's like, for the first time, like I, I don't think there's anything left for me to do in my career. That was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Like, that moment of vulnerability from him which you don't normally see. It's normally him, just this, you know, really chatty, overconfident. He's always got this big beast, this big monster next to him that can kind of back him up. And for the first time, he's very vulnerable. He's very kind of like unsure like, of himself. For, for the first time, I can ever remember, he doesn't have the answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's intriguing. Like that's, yeah. like you say, there's intrigue there. Like this is more for me, this, this angle is more about what happens, what becomes of Paul Heyman. Yeah. Because Rowan Reigns is still good. Like Rowan, at the end of the day, the, the reason these Roman Brock matches never really do it for me is you know they're both going to just stay at their positions at the top of the card. Mm. One of them is going to have the title and then he's going to lose it to the other one. And then, and then he's probably going to lose it back to the it. first yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. You know, but the Heyman me, dynamic the, the is, here is, is interesting. Yeah. yeah. In, in that whole interview, like Caleb Braxton brings up, like, oh, you know, what last week we saw um, Roman Reigns like publicly fire you. And Paul Heyman then plays on that for his next few words, where he's just like, this happened publicly. I said this publicly. This happened publicly. This, the whole thing where it's like he was embarrassed in front of people, everything he did was in front of people and now it's kind of come back on him like it was good it was a really good little video like little promo segment yeah uh, so next up then someone's been listening to us because they literally put Charlotte Flair with Tony Storm and give them 40 minutes to go and it's banger a match bang yes Tony Storm I mean it's not hard is it <laughs> you know no, take hard. take your established star take your hot up and comer let them just do it on TV give them 15-20 minutes let yeah. them add it yeah get really fun match um Charlotte heals it up. She's going for the tights. She's going for the ropes, foot feet on the ropes. She eventually reverses a small package and puts her feet on the ropes for a three. Shit bag. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony Storm blocked the figure eight, though, which was pretty cool. So they, they, nice. let, they, they, let, they let Tony get the looks in here. Um, you know, Tony Storm's fantastic. Uh, yeah, man. Deserves to go far. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's good to see her hanging with one of the best in the division. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Mad Cat Moss and Drew McIntyre. Don't worry about the answers. Um, and Happy Corbin, because I literally all, don't care. All that shit. Nope. Um, <laughs> there's some New Day stuff in there as well. Always good. Um, yeah, next is probably the, the, the only decent part. Um, then Rick Boogs is out to introduce Nakamura. So Nakamura is like presiding over this next match because it's for an Intercontinental title shot. Yeah, like there's a lot of chat that Sami Zayn might be next in line to win that. So he's reportedly just signed something. Well, yeah, he's well. Keep, they're letting him up for a let him have a look at the sunlight, aren't they? For like um for, for, for like for six a cup months. Of coffee. Yeah, for, <laughs> for a couple of minutes now. Um, so this is a twelve days of Christmas gauntlet match. Oh Christ! Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing it's a twelve man gauntlet match. Yeah, give it a name. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's there's so many things in here that I'm just going to have to uh, run down the, the results. So. Gaza, I'm guessing that was the former Angel Gaza. Still, yeah, yeah, he's part of Los Lotharios with fucking, oh. yeah, he's with um Umberto Carrillo. Yeah, because uh, you look both look Latin, just off you go. Off you go. You could be fucking LWO, whatever it is. Latino World Order. <laughs> uh, so Gaza pins Mansour for the first fall, then he pins Eric from the Viking Raiders, then Shanky. Oh, yeah. Shanky's part of the Jinder Mahal's little... Oh, right. Is he the big up. one or the little one? The Shanky, Veer, and Jinder. Shanky the big one or the little one? Shanky's the big... Wow. Shanky's the tall one. Right. Veer's the wide one that's yeah. still that's still on his way to Raw and yeah. has been for about six months. You got you got lost into an um, main event by the time of things. And, and Rinka Kaka. Yeah. <laughs> Rinka King, sorry. Rinka King. He's <laughs> fighting Scott Steiner. Yeah, he, pinned, <laughs> he, he, he pinned Gaza... Then Ivar came out for, for a measure of revenge, pinned Shanky. Then Seamus comes out, uh, an actual, someone I know, um, pins <laughs> Ivar. Then he pins Drew Gulak, who's still somehow employed, which is great. All, good all good sack him. Drew Gulak. Um, then Seamus pins Cesaro, little um, Ooh, the bar for a bar callback. Yeah. Then uh, Ricochet comes out, um, and so after Cesaro distracted Seamus, Ricochet pinned him. Then Ricochet pinned Humberto Carrillo. And then lastly, Ricochet pinned Jinder Mahal. So, um, Ricochet is next in line for a title shot? Well, no, because Sami Zayn comes out. And Sammy Sam Wise. Sami Zayn comes out and hit, hits Ricochet with his new contract and pins him. <laughs> top, top lad, Sami Zayn. That, that was a 43-minute match. So fair play to that, to be fair. Yeah, man. I mean... When they did gauntlet matches, like I remember they did one on Raw there, the one that I think it was the one that Rollins won, and they pretty much just gave it the last yeah, hour of Raw. It was like, it was like a full ago. hour, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, people Few were and far really, between. People but... really enjoyed that. So they were like, yeah, let's never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, people really like that. Just you like that? Good. Fire. You can go back on the network and watch it because we're not going to do it again. I'll never see it again. How <laughs> about a four minute match? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Sammy gets a. Is that going to be a day one, Jeff? Yeah. So is day one a combined show? Are they all combined shows now? They're all, yeah, they don't do the brand yeah. split ones. Yeah, yeah. So day okay. one is on 1st of, uh, 1st of January. 
So some more Heyman stuff, like sort of video package on like the history of Paul Heyman, uh, went through a load of Brock Lesnar's big moments as well, including nice. beating The Undertaker. So, I mean, WWE, for all the shit we give them, when they, they still put a video package together real well, don't they? Oh, yeah, superbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when no one has to write anything, they're fine. <laughs> when it's just like putting old things together just put they, all they, these they, old things together that's brilliant yeah, they do a great can, job they, they can you do something new probably not no uh, no sorry nah, don't worry about it <laughs> um, so we tried not to talk about them but they, they forced their way back into our consciousness uh, except for the main event of the show we have the Usos Mad, and Madcap Moss accompanied by Happy Corbin oh, versus Xavier Woods Kobe Kingston Drew McIntyre and this is a mir- miracle on 34th Street Fight they've done this before it's pish I... So the bell rang 43 minutes into the second hour of the show. So with 17 minutes remaining, we are to the main event. Christ alive. This is one of those things where they go, oh, it's a street fight, but the match doesn't start until they're in the ring and they ring the bell. They did this with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez and NXT this past week. And they had them start the match backstage in a brawl. And granted, it was a good match. <laughs> But it went to commercial break while they were still in the match. The match didn't officially start until about 15, 20 minutes in. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they did this at, um, I want to say it was Full Gear with AW as well, where they had a, they had the Derek the Inner Circle versus the MMA guys. Oh, where yeah. It started yeah. as a tag match, even though it was a street fight. It just started yeah, that was as a weird. tag match. It started as like a traditional four on four. And then about it was 10 like, oh, minutes in, everyone just went, all right, let's just do weapons now then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And I was like, hang on, when did this turn into like a big old fucking like, four and four thing and then someone like the, the penny drop for someone it's like we don't have to tag in like, oh shit okay qu- someone quickly grab something hit him <laughs> use all the weapons yeah uh, so yeah um, McIntyre the new day pick up the win 13 minutes um, just beats up Ev- Drew Drew just kind of goes nuts on everyone I think by the end yeah Drew's um, been feeling aggy. He's had to deal with fucking madcap. I mean, if, if I told you the new day poured eggnog over Baron Corbin, would, would you uh, would you believe that? No, I mean I saw Baron Corbin pour dog food over Roman Reigns two years ago. So no, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So then Kofi Kingston pours eggnog over Baron Corbin. Uh, then Drew picks up two more pitches of eggnog and pours them over Corbin and Moss. Oh, Corbin getting all the all the, Corbin because he must get paid by the food stuff. Like the more food stuff he interacts with, the more money he gets. It must be a thing in his contract. Um, and then he hits a fluid ounce of eggnog. <laughs> yeah, proper, and then, and then Drew gets with the Claymore, and then the New Day throw presents into the crowd, and Xavier Woods throws one at Riddick Moss and knocks him out. Excellent. Yeah. It's a lead lead line present. <laughs> just a just a rock in a box. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there we go. Next, that's it. That's that's your last SmackDown of the it. year. Last SmackDown of the year. Sweet. Um, as you know, we review NXT 2.0 and Rampage and Dynamite. If you want to listen to our extensive in-depth rundown of those, check it out on all major streaming platforms and you can give those a listening. So we haven't uh, recorded this week's AW podcast yet, but given what happened on Rampage, it's going to be a spicy one. So uh, make sure, right make sure you tune in for that. Fucking right it will. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will move on to our entire wholesome uh, wrestling news roundup. So WWE news. Uh, we will kick off with uh, something from numerous sources and, and something that came out. I think only yesterday. Um, I've not so got even f- like this was breaking up to like late last night, wasn't it? It's just yeah. like as yeah. as as there was, a, there was a show at Madison Square Garden. That was like, it. It was it yeah. was like all just falling apart apparently yeah. around. Yeah. It seems. So there were. I've not got it down here in the full notes, but 
there was something that came through. Uh, it was on our Discord, actually, which is how I found out about it. But it's reportedly Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Big E, Roman Reigns, and someone else have all tested positive for COVID. Well, no, they've all been pulled from the show. So apparently some of that was COVID testing positive. Some of it was precautions. Right, so they right, still Because right. they've got one eye on day one. Uh, we just had a bit of breaking news here. Um uh, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful.com just reported that Fightful Select have learned that WWE have informed their talent that now COVID testing is no longer required. Oh, what? Yeah. Wow. So that, I'm, I'm, we want to say, how are they going to safeguard the day one pay-per-view? Well, they're just not going to test they're anyone. just not going to so test anyone. Don't worry about it. Just spread it. Just sweat it all around the ring. It's fine. Exactly, yeah. Wow. So there you go. So... Uh, Numerous sources say WWE is in the process of making a lot of contingency plans in case COVID leads to a change in touring plans. According to PW Insider, WWE had to scramble to fill their holiday tour main event matches that were advertised but called off late. Ringside News notes that uh, notes that Raw rather um, had been hit hardest by the COVID outbreak in WWE and NXT stars are being used to help fill in the gaps. It's, Which, I mean, first of all, it sucks that anyone, I mean, as someone who currently has COVID, it sucks that anyone has to like, isolate and stay away and, and it ruins anything, especially yeah. for the fans as well, who are like, excited to be there. You know, because don't forget, these shows, all right, they're not, they're not exciting to us because they're just nonsense shows, but like this could be the only time these wrestlers come through your town. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's nice to be able to go and see. It's, I mean, it's a great opportunity for NXT stars if they want to move up and give them some main roster experience. For sure. I mean, it's, this is like shades of what happened with that, that mad SmackDown the other couple of years ago, which, which launched the, the best Survivor Series of the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um... Yeah. It's a shame, um, obviously, like you say, that people have to kind of take time off from that. But um, yeah, just... You just hope that the company, well, from what we've just found out, maybe that's not the case, but you just hope the company will do the right thing and yeah. put the health yeah. of its talent first and we'll hopefully try and keep everyone as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. In this case... Maybe not by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, right. So speaking of the day one pay-per-view, uh, betting odds are currently suggesting that there will not be any title changes at day one. It's not too much of a surprise. Like, I mean, they've been kind of billing this pay-per-view for a little while now, but with it being so close to the Rumble, it yeah. would be surprising if there were. I mean, like... We're in, we're getting into that WrestleMania season now, aren't we? Which is where things tend to go on lockdown because, like, yeah. the storylines you think are until in place. WrestleMania, yeah, nothing really happens. So, um, the the only thing I could possibly see changing in the tag titles, um, on the Raw side, right? Because it I mean, feels I, like I couldn't even tell you who the, <laughs> who the champions are. RK Bro, man. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh no, you mean fucking Alpha Academy? Yeah. Possibly. It kind of feels like that. Like they've been building up Alpha Academy for quite a while, but have been kind of stop starting them. Like they, they could have easily put the belts in a while ago. So what you're saying is there is currently no long-term booking in place for no. the tight team titles. Because they'll no, just this... throw something. I mean, if they even put them on the card, they'll just throw something together at Mania. Yes, this is correct. <laughs> uh, next up, WrestleVotes say that the Omas and AJ Styles split was rushed because WWE has, quote, significant plans for both wrestlers in early 2022. I'm, I'm, doing, that, I'm doing that Leonardo DiCaprio once upon a time in America gift thing now. Which just points at the screen. Yeah, like, look, 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 we just said this. Like, you, literally, <laughs> you literally just called that. Uh, obviously, you, you said maybe AJ winning the Rumble. I mean, they're obviously 
the way you get up, as we said before, the way you get Omos into the upper mid, up under the upper echelons of the card is through AJ Styles, through a yeah. feud with AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it could go that way a bit. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we see AJ win the Rumble. It kind of feels like the one of the last things to do on his bucket list. He's been IC champion. He's been WWE champion. He's been a tag team champion. I don't recall him having the US championship. I could be wrong. But the only other thing for me, it feels like for him to tick off would be a Rumble win. Win the Rumble, yeah. I think this could be a good a good year for like him to win that. Because I don't think he's got that long left on his contract. No, I don't, think, really he's got, I don't, I don't think he's got another one in him, to be fair. No, I don't either. I don't think he's going anywhere else after this. So, yeah, I think to, to top it off, I think I'd, I'd like to see Styles win the Rumble. I'd like to see him come out at number one well, and, and win he, the Rumble Because well. he debuted in the Rumble as well. He did. He did. Yeah. So, what if he comes out again at number three, was it, or whatever? Yeah, it was early, the, wasn't it? The same, what if he comes out again at the same number he debuted at? And wins it from that number. wins the whole thing. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Yeah. Um, I... Aside from, as you say, kind of using AJ to elevate Omas, like maybe putting the title on Styles and having possibly AJ as like a transitional champion, but I think Omas is still a bit too green for that kind of... Oh, God, yeah. The, the prospect of Omas being a world champion terrifies me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen stranger things happen, but do, yeah. Do, do, do you want him to headline SummerSlam? Nope. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What have we got next? Uh, next up then according to FIFA Select Vince McMahon is now adamant about not granting any no cut clauses in new contracts for any talent so this basically means like they can't be released before the end of their contract is it ah uh, yeah that's that's how I understood it so none of this early kind of release it's like we'll see it out or we'll release you but no you sign a three year like... deal you have unless you ask for your release you're in the company for three years yeah basically means you, and, that... and you can ask for it but that doesn't mean we'll give it you no, it just means a mad uncle Nick can run around with his with his contract scissors and just like rip up deals here and there and everywhere. Um, <laughs> his contract scissors. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It's WWE have, have clearly they're clearly transitioned the way the company operates to be more business friendly. Yeah, feels like that. It's like you feel like a lot of the power is coming down on the side of the boardroom. Not that it ever mm. wasn't, but like even more so. More now than so it, than now, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, uh, last bit of WWE news, ringside news. So take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, they claimed that the writing team was told that they can come up with long-term ideas for Sami Zayn, furthering beliefs that he's re-signed with WWE. There's some really, like, I mean, I know it's ringside news, so probably not true. But if it is, there's some really disturbing language here. The writing team are told they can now come up with ideas for Sami Zayn. What was what he like? Persona, was he persona non grata before he signed <laughs> his new contract? Like, no, you can't do anything with him. No, nope, we don't trust him. Not. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, well, first of all, imagine like being told, I've got this great idea for Sammy. No, you can't. We're not pushing Sammy. We're, we're not pushing Sammy right now. Why not? Oh, just we're, we're trying to get him to sign a new deal. It's fucking absurd, man. Like, Sami Zayn is fucking phenomenal, man. You've got guys like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, who were in high-profile storylines literally right up until they were out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's what's the difference? What, what, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you've got nothing for Sami, at least have something for El Generico. I don't know. His, his friend. El his friend. His good friend. <laughs> uh, should, we, should, we, should we barrel straight on with the next two news? Because we've only got the one piece. There's only the one bit. Yeah, bang on it. Uh, 
Right, so according to Wrestling Observer Radio's Dave Meltzer, the Latch Legend versus Sarai Match that aired on this December 17th episode of 205 Live had to be, quote, heavily edited. It was uh, Latch Legend's second match in WWE. So I did some digging on this because this fascinated me. Go on. Um, so apparently they, they had to like cut it down to a three-minute highlight package. Fuck off. And people in, inside, WWE insiders, are still calling it the worst WWE match of the year. What? Right, I looked. Then I, I looked into Lash Legend. She doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. No, she, nothing. They had her for several weeks having this kind of lashing out with Lash Legend on NXT. Oh, it was I saw like it. Mate, don't worry. Shitty like backstage chat show thing with like canned laughter. It's fucking awful. I mean, again, I am not laying any of the blame of this on Lash Legend, the, the, the person. Like, she, mm. she, I, she, all I know is she's a former WNBA player. Um, yeah. She's not been wrestling very long. She probably shouldn't be on television. Nope. I mean, this is not her fault. WWE literally set this sending her out to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Oh, man. That's, um, that'd be an interesting three minutes. Well, of- this was only her second ever match in WWE. I'd be honest, I don't remember her first. It was probably like a training match. Probably, yeah. Like it probably didn't get make it onto telly. Uh, and Sarai's like one of the more experienced women on the NXT roster. Well, they made a big deal about Sarai coming in like, was it six, eight months ago? Maybe a bit more. I can't remember. It was another one of these like Japanese, like Joshi wrestlers that came in and like, ah, oh, like all this pomp and circumstance. Yeah, it was around the time of like Mako coming into NXT UK. So I was yeah. like, that's yeah, of- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's not done anything. At all. Well, not she. They've had nothing for her for months and months and months and months and months. Yeah, like you say, this is just WWE. Though. I mean, they they they, they even gone out even when they're like re- releasing hundreds of wrestlers, they still mm-hmm. pick up wrestlers like it's the fucking Steam sale and just leave them alone in a pile. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's disappointing. I mean, I, I really hope that for her sake that Last Legend. Take to that name with a straight face, man. Fuck me. Uh, I really hope. I really hope she does find you know her level and, and some joy mm. in the wrestling business. But mm. fuck me. I mean, they're sending her up to, they're sending her out to die. Set She'll be to die. Yeah. She's got. She's got like fucking February fifth releases written all over. Her. Yep. Oh dear. Oh boy. <laughs> I really hope I'm wrong, and I hope she does go on to have a fulfilling career. But but I mean, if this if this is how you treat your new talent. Mm-hmm. Doomed from the start. Anyway, that wraps up uh, WWE and NXT news. We will move on to some AEW news. Um, Tay Conte claims that the rumors of her breaking up Sammy Guevara's engagement were false, and that's why she took a break from social media. Oh man, she, she got a lot. She of, deleted her, her she Twitter deleted her account, account, didn't yeah, she? Like, she? She had to have her management like run her Twitter account for her for like a week. I don't mm. even know if she's back yet or not. Um, just don't harass wrestlers, mate. It's not yeah. cool. If Sammy broke up with his girlfriend, that's not none of our business. If he broke up, if he if he broke up and is now dating Tycon thing, that's none of our business. If he broke up because he wanted to date Tycon thing, that is also none of our business. Ooh. The only don't thing... be going on and fucking lambasting people. No, on their and it's definitely Twitter. not Tycon. They didn't break up with with her fiance. You know, it's no. It was Sammy, Sammy, and, Sammy with... and Pam broke up. Tay is not responsible for that decision mm, being made mm, mm. oh motherfucker like just I, un- I understand like people feel a certain sense of ownership over 
I mean, I'm not saying they're right, they're fucking wrong. Um, over like people who put the because like, oh, Sam, well, Sammy got engaged in the ring, so we, we like own his engagement. No, you fucking yeah, don't. No, you don't. Do you balls? <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, not, yeah. that's not how that that's works. Not how it works, mate. <laughs> you don't, don't own be a, shit. Don't be a dick, and especially don't harass anyone on social media. Especially don't harass women on social media. It's really not cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Ooh, and, and, and just and it's it's also heartening to know that probably all of the people who harassed uh, on social media, she could probably beat the shit out of. Yeah. You wouldn't say it to her in real life because she'd kick fucking you in the fucking face. You in the path, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but whatever whatever the situation is between Ty, Sammy, Pam, I guess hope everyone's happy. That's what, yeah, yeah. You know, that's all you wish. That's all. That's all I care about. Wrestlers' personal lives. Is they just have a nice time. Mm-hmm. Everybody love everybody. Uh, speaking of love, well, there's the thing where there's no love lost. That's between CM Punk and WWE, apparently. Because according to Forbes, uh, CM Punk's relationship with WWE management is such that he reckons he will likely never appear in a future WWE game. I mean, that roster of legends that they're going to put in is just getting increasingly smaller, isn't it? Yeah, especially if, like, if AEW is like the sort of the, the, the salting the earth. Yeah. So you're telling me there's never going to be no more Billy Gunn, there's never going to be no Arn Anderson, no Tully Blanchard. Christian... Christian, Chris Jericho, Big Mark Show, Henry, Jericho. Big Show. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus, I mean, you, you'd have to revisit that policy down the line if you want to keep this <laughs> up. Because <laughs> you're going to, the island, the, you know, the, the island's got the tides coming in, shall yeah. we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the beach is disappearing. <laughs> um, oh, man. That's, so, yeah. I mean, it's no skin off his nose. He's definitely going to be in the next AEW game. So that's all right. Yeah, it was also just just to jump back on the WWE games for a bit. It was a, apparently it was announced last week as well that recently released WWE stars will be in the new game. Oh, really? Because they've already made them and they, they don't want to take them out. They don't want to take them out because if you do, there's going to be about 15 playable characters in the game. That's why yeah. a few months ago they were trying to get this whole thing with ECW. Like ECW yeah, they, tried, legends they tried to, to get buy the ECW historical roster just so they could have more characters in their video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to play as Sabu or Sandman. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to play as the the, uh, the FBI. No, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to win the Royal Rumble with just incredible. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want you don't want the story mode where you uh, you crucify Tommy Dreamer and make Kurt Angle walk out on the company. <laughs> oh man. Moving on, uh, there's currently no timetable for Kenny Omega's return to AEW per the Wrestling Observer newsletter. I mean, good. Take as yeah. much time out as you need. I mean, like, you saw, we, you're we a all broken saw, man at the moment. We all saw the laundry list of, it, of ailments you had. The, the man was fucked. Um, it was originally, I don't know where this came from. It was originally reported he'd be back in February, uh, which seemed optimistic, mm. um, considering he was having multiple surgeries. But so obviously the big the big deal here is now he's probably well, it's almost certainly going to miss Revolution, which is early February. When is it they do the Casino Royale thing? Oh, I mean, whenever really. I was just thinking one of those matches where they have like the Joker or the Mystery Entrant. Like, when's the next event that they tend to do them at? I forget. Uh, like double or nothing, maybe. When's double or nothing? Like May. Maybe he's could like be a shout. The yeah. Joker in the double or nothing. Or like I mean, they do the the ladder he could, match. He could he could just come back at the end of any pay per view and just step the hangman. Like yeah, really couldn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah, just, please, Kenny. I mean, this dude's got, dude's still got fucking vertigo. He's, he, the ring was literally spinning around him, mate. <laughs> you know, from, from someone firsthand that suffers frequently with vertigo, I can confirm it is fucking horrible. 
And I can't even stand being sat in front of a monitor working with Virgo, let alone that. trying to practice wrestling. Imagine that, except someone's giving you a poison runner. <laughs> Endlessly, forever. <laughs> Infinite poison runners. <laughs> so yeah, oh. look like Kenny. Kenny's probably not, well, until we hear otherwise, assume Kenny Omega will be out, is out almost definitely really at this point, um, yeah. until, just, just forget about him and when he comes back, it'll be a really nice surprise. Exactly, yeah, forget about him. It'll be a nice surprise. Also, as you say, the list of fucking ailments and injuries that he's got. Take as long out as you fucking need to. Don't there's he was no run, rush he was to come running, back. He, he was running on them for like three years as well. Yeah. Take a year out. Yeah. Take fucking 18 months out. Get yourself back up and then come back at full fitness. Just because... to keep working on the AW video game then. Because we would do oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, you, you're fine to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up then, regarding a report from earlier this week uh, that both companies' rosters are bought into this AEW versus WWE tribalism. Once again, top lad, Fightful Selects, Sean Ross Sapp has said that he hears that mentality, quote, a lot with management and people in the office and stuff, but never with talent. So again, this is all just bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The big wigs with the money, that's the only, they're the only people that think there's this rivalry. Yeah, and it's probably maybe a little bit in their interest for there to be one. Yeah, I guess. Everyone, everyone likes the Monday Night Wars, right? Everyone remembers true, that. True. Maybe, maybe we do another one of them. Everyone we'll recognizes that Vince thrives under like stiff competition. Yeah. But I mean, if there is a competition at the moment, then I don't know what he's playing at. <laughs> Certainly with Raw, partially with SmackDown, and just generally, like, I don't know. If, if just, you recognize this competition, who are clearly doing better in this case. I mean, they, they, well, it's interesting because obviously AEW is starting like very significantly further behind than WWE are in terms of market share and in terms of like yeah. public, well, public consciousness really. yeah. and everything. Because obviously WWE has been, I think, like 35, 40 years. Mm-hmm. But Vince is sticking an awful lot of balls in his own net to try and help him catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I agree. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, it's... And again, it's, it's like one of those, like from everything you see on social media, there's clearly no sort of issue with talent. Talent, nah. like even even like the other day when you had like um, WWE, like Big E and WWE was tweeting about Brody and, Mate, you know, yeah. the, 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 the talent, the, the, the respect and the love, the talent average of the Transcendence companies. And yeah. it always will be, that'll always be the always, case. Always, yeah. Next up, uh, Fightful, um, trusty, trusty news source. Uh, Fightful claims that there is heat on Anthony Ogogo backstage at AEW for recent comments he made on social media, mocking Ring of Honor world champion Jonathan Gresham and Impact digital media champion Jordan Grace, who are married. I didn't see what he'd put out on his social media regarding this. Have so you, he basically he basically went off on this like thing saying that Jonathan Gresham was really short. I mean, that was his, that was his whole like that was his whole thing, right? So then Jordan Grace got into it with him and was like, well, yeah, but he's a better wrestler than you'll ever be because he's literally the Ring of Honor pure champion. Yeah. Ring of Honor world champion. Ring of Honor champion. And he's about to start his own promotion on yeah. a show and he's done all this. What the fuck have you done? And then he was like tweeting a hair going, I don't know who you are. Wow. And yeah, and we just, it's just big talk coming from a guy who's literally had one match on TV that was John to Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. I... I, mean, I, I, I think I can see what's gone on here. I think 
Agogo is obviously seen all these wrestlers like Danhausen and Billy Gunn and everyone mm. having these little Twitter feuds and like he, he thinks it's on it. He, he thinks, oh yeah, I, I, I want to get on the busy. Like I want to, I want to, and I'll, maybe maybe if like I start a feud, we'll get Gresham coming to AEW and Tony Khan will think I'm a dead good lad because I've sort of brought him into the company. <laughs> He's just absolutely, he just absolutely fucked it, basically. Just, <laughs> proper, proper fucked it. I mean, Gresham and Grace are going to make an appearance in AEW in the next year, I guarantee. Yeah. Absolutely. If um, Jonathan Gresham doesn't wrestle Cody Rhodes for the TNT title within the next three months, I will be incredibly surprised. Yeah. Give Jonathan Gresham all the belts. That'd be nice. Ring of Honor champion, just, ring of Honor just, just, champion. Just, just let him happy slap a go on his way to the ring. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I think I think it's just a case of because Gogo is not he's not like been in the biz that long. He's he's obviously he's an Olympic boxer who's been training as a wrestler. He's back he's back living in the in the US at the moment. Mm. Uh, I, I think he's just I think he's just misread the. I think the, he's just the, bored. The, I think he's just misread the the room basically and got like oh yeah I can I'll pick a Twitter fight because that's what because look look at the ass boys and Dan House and everyone loves that. Yeah, yeah, I can get on on this. Yeah, you've picked the wrong people for that. Definitely not, definitely not our Lord and Savior Jonathan Gresham of the purest uh, of wrestling. Sad, sad to say, this also led to uh, people jumping on Jordan Grace, who she had to uh, disable her Twitter account for a few days as well. Oh, for fuck because, sake. because again, wrestling fans are garbage, everybody. Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> literally the worst. Come on, oh mate. So, yeah, move, moving, on to, moving on to something a bit lighter, a bit more fun. Uh, US <laughs> office star Rain Wilson uh, recently put announced on Twitter his desire to one day wrestle Sting. No, I saw that. I don't watch the US office. I saw that that was a tweet, but I've never yeah. watched the US he office. Was Dwight, I believe, was his character. Oh, okay. Like the, the equivalent of the UK version of Gareth. I mean, I don't know. Oh, you don't watch the UK one because you don't like Gervais, do you? No. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he, he plays the equivalent I, of Gareth, who was Mackenzie Crooks. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, however, though, this, this just led to several AW wrestlers, such as FTR and Matt Sedell, seemingly welcome the announcement on social media. Uh, F- F- FTR asked if you know if you could give my hand in their current feud with Sting and Derby, uh, which was quite nice. Uh, Brilliant. I mean, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm getting them fucking playing tickets to the next Dynamite. Yeah, I'm he's getting them, I'm ringside, putting, then he? I'm putting them on the front row them. and I'm having them slap Sting. Yeah. Like, absolutely. <laughs> Love to see it. I'm having, I'm having him be... Um, What's his face? Oh, what's he's the comedian who hit John Cena with a chair for for reasons. Oh fuck! Oh, what's his name? Late show guy. Um, oh, I've totally forgotten his name. I know exactly what you mean. I can see his face. I've forgotten his name. Yeah. Was it yeah. John? Was it John Oliver? No, it was guy. It was guy before him, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I was really. Good. I'm gonna have to look it up in a minute. <laughs> but I do know exactly. Who Just you mean. do that, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they say one day. I mean, neither of them are getting any younger. The, the, the phrase "one day" is a little weird. <laughs> I mean, it's one, one, one day better around sooner than, than later if they want it to happen. But I mean, that's something I think could happen in AW. I mean, we, we've had Shaq, so why not? Why exactly. Not the door's wide open. <laughs> um, I'm just looking up the Late Show and people that have hosted it, and I'm trying to remember who it was. It was the Late Show, wasn't it? I'm sure it was the Late yeah. Show. Um, why can't thrilling. I find it? Created by David Letterman, presented by no, it's Letterman and Stephen Colbert. Must be something else. It wasn't the Late Show. I can't remember. It'll come to me. It'll come to me right at the end of this episode. Um, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, speaking to Busted Open Radio, Tony Khan admitted that he didn't understand Orange Cassidy's gimmick the first time he saw him. Khan went on to say, 
The thing I really love about Orange Cassidy is how great of a wrestler he is when he really wants to try. It's what made me fall in love with Orange Cassidy. I didn't understand it at first, and I'll be the first to admit that. I mean, I still don't quite get Orange Cassidy's gimmick, but I fucking <laughs> love him. He's entertaining as hell. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean... Phew. It's interesting though, because it shows like that Tony Khan's not as close-minded as some other people in the industry, maybe. Yes. Uh, he's willing to, to A, look at a man who's getting cheered and be like, right, well, instead of going, oh, those fans don't know what they're talking about, why are they cheering that idiot? He's mm. instead willing to go, well, what about him is it that makes these people like him? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's a much more, he's a very analytical person, I think, Tony Khan. And I mm-hmm. think he looks at things, he tries to look at things outside of his own perspective, which I think helps and hurts him sometimes as a booker. Yeah. But yeah. I think it makes it makes his booking strategy vastly different than other wrestling bookers that we've had in the past. Yeah, agree, absolutely agree. Um, it was John Stewart. Was John Stewart, that's it, the yeah. chair. That's it. Yep. Yeah, right. So moving on. Um, on an episode of Wrestling Observer Radio, it was claimed that Johnny Gargano was quote heavily considering joining AEW, although there are no reports of any contract talks between Gargano and AEW. Speculation is building around the January twenty sixth episode of Dynamite, which is due to take place in Cleveland, Ohio, which happens to be Gargano's hometown. Contrary to these rumors, however, Gargano has stated publicly and privately that he wishes to take some time off from wrestling, at least until his wife has given birth to their second child in February. I didn't realize Gargano already had a child for a start. But yeah. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Like, I would rather Gargano go back to just being like the fucking the king of indie wrestling and him just traveling about the various promotions than him being yeah, tied down up. to another company. Maybe do maybe do a little little tier a little AW run here, maybe do a little thing in impact, impact Josh Alexander, maybe yeah, pop man. up a bowler, maybe yeah. turn up a you know. Uh, whatever the Ring of Honor comes back as yeah. maybe turn up in Terminus Japan. like yeah. Gresham's thing yeah. New Japan Strong like well that's that's the good thing isn't it like that's why like as an AW fan you don't have that same sense of like tribalism because it's not like oh I need all these wrestlers to be signed with AW so that mm, I can see mm. them it's like well no they could just turn up whenever and just do a bit and then just like go and do something else yeah 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 now I'm like I'm cool with like well I say I'm like it's down to me but like as soon as it was kind of his white, like, um, what's her name? Candice LeRae's pregnant. It was like, well, this is before I knew his contract was up at, at the time it was. It's like, undoubtedly, he's going to take time off at some point. It just has happened to have fallen at the time when his contract has ended. Like, shouldn't be any hurry to, to, to get back to wrestling, in my opinion. Like, make the most of that. Take that time off. Like, you're out of contract now. You know that as soon as you decide to come back to wrestling, like every fucking promotion oh, yeah. organization is going to want you. Gonna as be... long as Johnny Gargano wants to get booked, people will book people Johnny Gargano. People will book him. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. that's. I mean, as you say, it would be cool to see him on Dynamite but, or, or AEW generally, but I'd like to see him just kind of dot about. Like The, the door's it's, wide it's, open it, now. It's just that. great that the wrestling landscape has evolved to the point now yeah. where wrestlers can take their own agency. Like, Gargano's like, well, I don't need to, like, scrabble around and think, oh, shit, what of my career? Well, and he's like, like, yeah, he's like, oh, I'll take a few months off. I'll literally wait until my kid gets born, because yeah. that's important. And exactly. then maybe see what's happening after that. Maybe I'll go to AW. Maybe I'll just do some bits and bobs. Maybe I'll go to Impact. Maybe, mm-hmm. like you say, you know, it's great to just, it, it doesn't feel like 
like I've worked, we've all worked in industries where like you feel like you've got to keep like constant momentum yeah. like before behind, yeah. you just get left behind. Yeah. And I imagine wrestling can probably has been awful for that more than most mm. places to work. Like it's 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 an industry that, that thrives on like um on momentum and popular opinion and yep. and yep. sort of public like perception. But for someone like now to have a, a situation with Gargano and that kind of just go, oh, you know what, I'll come back on my terms and yeah. I'll be fine. And you're like almost saving that knowledge. Like when I do decide to come back, I know I'll be okay for work. Yeah, like it's a, it's a nice, it's a a privileged situation to kind of be in. Where I think you're that's, kind of I respected think, among. I think that's a testament to how second of the industry have grown within the last twelve months. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, hundred um, percent. Which is lovely. Uh, moving on then. Yeah. Um, is it you and me? No, it's you, isn't it's it? me. I think. Yeah. Uh, several AEW talent. Uh, uh, Putting teeth in Troy, several AEW talent, including Fuego del Sol and QT Marshall, have taken to Twitter to dispel rumors that Cody Rhodes was, quote, unappropriate backstage for most talent. Unapproachable. Oh, sorry, unapproachable. Ah, my bad. Um, unapproachable backstage for most talent. The story seems to have originated from comments made by Wade Keller of PW Torch. Although Keller himself has noted that his report was not intended to be a jab at Rhodes, but instead highlight how open and free with his time CM Punk has been since his arrival in AEW in regards to mentoring younger talent, and that this has been misinterpreted by some people online. Keller reports out, uh, sorry, Keller points out that on episodes of Rose to the Top, Cody is frequently seen helping younger talent and giving advice. So this is a crazy story. So basically, yeah, Wade Keller did this report and said, oh, yeah, by the way, CM Punk's been like a breath of fresh air when he's coming because he's got like plenty of time for everyone. And he's like, I think the, the, the phrase he used was he's in a really good place, like mentally with himself. Like he doesn't, like there's no paranoia there. Like he doesn't right. feel like if he helps someone else out, they're going to take his spot. Or, right, right. you know, like again, we're talking about, the, we're talking about this change, not the wrestling landscape. Like mm-hmm. it used to be a case of like, you had to protect your position. Yeah in a yeah. company at all times and yeah. and punk had that like and he spoke about that mm. and I, I don't know if it, if it if he perceived or if it was real but in WWE he always wanted it and he never got like quite what he thought he deserved because yeah, yeah. other people always stepped over him and, and, and got the wrestlemania matches and like mm-hmm. the big the big sort of paydays mm. and it's nice to see that and basically Kellogg said oh yeah but he's not like that in aw now because he's in like a much more relaxed place and he's helping out talent and it's really cool so yeah. this this then this was then spun off into a story apparently that Cody Rhodes is some sort of unapproachable bigwig who, like, you know, uses like the only time he calls like talent into his locker room is to use him as a footstool or something. Or, you know, fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> <laughs> and then apparently, they, so this this was the narrative that sort of spun out of this somehow. Right. They went, oh, well, if, if CM Punk is, if you said this is a change of pace, then it must mean Cody Rhodes is a monster. And I was like, well, no, it's not. No, like, no one said that. <laughs> where, where you go and, and QT Marshall, obviously, people who know Cody quite well mm-hmm. have come out and said no. Uh, a couple of a couple of actual points. Um, Fuego said that apparently um, Cody and Brandy brought gifts for everyone at AW and had them in their locker room. They called them in to, to, to dish the gifts out and stuff like that, nice. which is quite nice for Christmas. Uh, QT Marshall posted in character basically saying that he wished that Cody was unapproachable <laughs> because when he, Cody's not there, all the, the shitty undercard talent to run all their stupid ideas past him instead. <laughs> Nice, nice. <laughs> so yeah, um, some top top Twitter work. QT Marshall's. He, I mean, I, I don't ever want to see him wrestle, but goddamn, he's an entertaining guy. <laughs> do, do you not like him as a wrestler? I just don't like. I don't know. I, think, I don't think I'm meant to. I think that's kind of the point. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've only seen him wrestle once. And was that the was that the piss break big drum match? <laughs> um, no, it was another one actually. I can't remember what it was. 
This is this is maybe like a year or so ago. You saw him against the Big Show when we were, uh, when we Was watched. it Big Show? Oh, it might have been that. Um, at, at, at all out. I might have gone for a pee just as it started. So, yeah, to your I mean, point. That's what, I mean, that's what it was literally there, wasn't it? So, yeah, <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> right, last one on the AW News for this week. Uh, speaking on The Drive with Josh Graham, Matt Hardy has outlined his desire to team up with his brother Jeff one last time before they retire, mentioning that he, quote, can't think of a better place for it to happen than in AEW. Although Jeff Hardy is currently subjected to a 90-day no-compete clause, Matt has already teased a Hardy Boys reunion on several occasions since his brother's release. Nice. I mean, I'd be all up for one one last fucking ride off from the Hardy Boys. I mean, if the world, if there's any justice in the world, the young books have to retire the Hardy Boys, don't they? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd not even thought of that. Fuck yeah, man. That'd be incredible. Really and they incredible. are literally the next, like, the next version of the Hardy Boys. They have Pretty to, like, much. put them out to pasture. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'll be all up for that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when that 90-day no-compete clause, like, when the last date of that is. Like, if it coincides with something around AEW's calendar, like... Yeah, I mean, the thing with Jeff Hardy is he's always a big deal. You can just bring him in whenever, can't you? It doesn't have to be a big thing. True. You can True. just turn up and it's a big It's a big thing. It's he's just big universally, moment. like, beloved the wrestling world over. Yeah. Wherever he turns up, so... Yeah, that be. I'd, I'd love to see that. As you say, I think if there's going to be some sort of retirement match, like them and and the Young Bucks would be fucking absolute money, absolute money. Um, that's it then for AEW news. Uh, let's move on to the rest of the world. Uh, a couple of articles to get through here. Um, after Alberto Del Rio gave an interview to Mexico.as.com, claiming he'll sign with one of the three main companies in the United States in 2022, Sean Ross tweeted that sources at WWE, Impact and MLW say they aren't interested and will be shocked if it happened. AEW told SAP that they'd never even heard Alberto's name mentioned as a possible addition. Good. I, mean, I respect, in a way, I mean, I don't respect Alberto Del Rio, but I respect, um, I respect trying to will your own destiny into existence. <laughs> If you say but, it enough times, it'll happen. But Jesus not, Christ. Not in your case, pal. <laughs> this is the most like Alberto Del Rio thing that has like ever been Alberto Del Rio. He's, like, he's out there going like, yeah, I'm going to sign with a big company and all these big companies like, who the fuck is who he? Who the I don't... fuck are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> we don't fucking want you. Absolutely not. <laughs> so yeah, this was, um, this is crazy. I mean, surely he's got no redeemable name value left now. Nah, nothing. Like, didn't he have a match not that long ago? And it was against someone of, like... He was meant notes. to have a match. He was meant to have a match with Andrade, but I don't think it happening. Oh, I think that might have been what I was thinking of. Was that in AAA? Yeah, I think... Or, like, a, a Mexican promotion. But it didn't go ahead? I don't think it happened, no. Ah, okay, I think, I think that might have been what I was thinking of. Yeah, because, again, it was, like... Because people and everyone had the fear, because, like, oh, shit, Andrade's in AW. He's wrestling a bit of the real. Please... Don't let that be a bit of a real coin to AW. Christ, no. But I just don't I don't I don't see what I don't see what value he brings to a product in 2022. No. no. I mean, I, mean, I didn't really see much value he brought when he was about when he was I mean, sort of thing. Even if you take out like the dubious personal stuff. It's just not very good. No. <laughs> just nothing there for me. Like I never ever really bought into the whole Del Rio character wherever he was um it's just not for me at all 
I don't want to see him anywhere near wrestling. If you need an arrogant, affluent Latino, you've already got Andrade. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And he's much better in the ring. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, there you go. Just get, if, if you're signing Alberto Del Rio and not Bandido in 2022, then have a word be, of yourself. You need to be thrown into a river. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> What's uh, up, which is, and next up, and I think it's the last. No, yeah, it's the it last is. story of the night. Um, it's a pretty cool one actually. Uh, Davy Richards, remember him? Davy Richards, top, Davey uh, Richards, one of the wolves. Davy yeah, Richards man. appeared on Vicky Guerrero's "Excuse Me" podcast and revealed that he had previously turned down three WWE contract offers and had also rebuffed an approach from AEW. He cited not wanting to be on the road away from his family, whilst also noting that although Impact treated him very well during his time there, it made him realize that he hated quote TV wrestling. He was quoted as stating. Quote, what I mean by that is I hate wrestling for five minutes. I don't like wrestling for anything less than 15 minutes. It's just not me. It's not my style. There's nothing wrong with people who do it and do it very well. Obviously, that's where the money is. In all, With all respect in the world, it's just not for me. I like to get in there and tell stories and things like that. Fair play, man. Having watched Davey Richards' matches, he doesn't. I mean, he very seldom does less than forty minutes. To be yeah, fair, yeah. <laughs> he likes a long match. So yeah, he's not the guy you send out to. Go, oh yes, just do this. Guy oh, like just have minutes. five minutes. Like nah, yeah, nah. I'll play, yeah, like you said, and this, this this ties in a little bit with what we said about Gargano before. It's like mm. nice to see where, like normally, like back in the day, like WWE contracts were like meal tickets or anything. Like you grabbed yeah. them with both hands and didn't let right. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's nice for a guy to be that content with his life on the independent scene and he's like mm-hmm. you know what I don't need I don't need it don't need don't, this. It's, it, this isn't the type of wrestling I want to do yeah. so I'm not going to change what I like what like, I, like that big money that lights that TV time doesn't interest me like yeah. this is what I'd rather just stick to do it. I'd rather just do the wrestling that I want to do yeah. on my terms and whatever happens happens I mean this is a guy who literally he's had an interesting career like Ring of Honor he was in Ring of Honor around the time of like um, Tyler Black who became Seth Rollins okay and he was putting on like four, honestly like 40 60 minute classics with him like damn you think a kid angle match is a lot of false finishes Jesus Christ <laughs> um, and then he quit to become a firefighter wow just walked away from wrestling for like five years fucking hell fair play man that's <laughs> married cool. married Angelina Love started a family and yeah, came back start of this year, and now he's in Bowler. He's getting booked all over the independent scene. You know, yeah, he's Davy Richards again. He's Davy Richards. He, he's never going to yeah. not be booked because nah, he's Davy Richards. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's again, it's great to just see people being able to exist in the wrestling business on their terms. Yeah, definitely. Good man. Fair play to him. Good stuff. Um, that wraps up this week's news. Um, thank you for listening. As always, at time of recording, um, we're a couple of days removed from Christmas. Uh, our next episode won't be until January of 2022. So have yourselves a happy new year. Enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. Enjoy your celebrations. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>